Why don't you go ahead and have a seat this morning, and uh, the band's going to take a seat. And remember, uh, it's uh, kids' camp time, too, so if you have a young person uh, want to get them out there, great. Uh, otherwise, you want to keep them here, that's fine, too. I'm just glad they're here. All right. We have been uh, in the jump series here, and it's about, uh, you know, today is about uh, packing our parachute and getting those things into our uh, attitudes, our behaviors, getting those things into our lives. Uh, that we're going to need to be able to, to take the jump, to take that step in our lives uh, that God wants us to take. And uh, remember last week we spent some time with uh, Peter uh, and a boat, right? And uh, you spent some time with him this week, right? Did you do that? Did you read that text every day? You know, I did that every day. You know what I learned? On Thursday, he still got out of the boat. Isn't that awesome? It didn't change. So, I mean, I started reading it every day. And by the time I got to Thursday and my week was starting to get long and I was starting to get tired and all that stuff, Peter still got out of the boat. Isn't that awesome? I don't know if that amazed you, but, I mean, he never changed his mind. And, uh, you know, we're going to build on that today and we're going to look at another experience with uh, Peter uh, and a boat. And before we're done, <laughs> excuse me, we're going to make some some kind of referencing back as well to last week because you spent so much time with that text this week. And we're going to make some referencing back and, and start comparing the experiences of, the, of the, the two times when Peter is involved with Jesus uh, and a boat. And, and the goal today is to get us to that place where our parachutes are, are packed, where we're ready to do what we need to do to make that jump that God wants us to make. So if you're ready, what I want to do is take you to another experience of uh, <laughs> excuse me, Jesus, Peter, uh, and a boat. This one comes out of the Gospel of Luke. And I'll just read the text to you. It's on the screen. It's in your uh, message notes. So if you want to follow along the way, you can follow along as well. But we'll just read the, uh, read the text, and then we're going to unpack it. Okay, you ready? Here's the experience. <laughs> Jesus was standing on the shore of uh, Lake Gennesaret, teaching the people as they crowded around him to hear God's message. Near the shore, he saw two boats left there by some fishermen who had gone to wash their nets. Jesus got into the boat that belonged to Simon and asked him to row it out a little way from the shore. Then Jesus sat down in the boat to teach the crowd. When Jesus had finished speaking, he told Simon... Roll the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Master, Simon answered, we've worked hard all night long and have not caught a thing. But if you tell me to, I will let the nets down. They did it and caught so many fish that their nets began ripping apart. They, they then signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. The men came, and together they filled two boats so full that they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this happen, he knelt down in front of Jesus and said, Lord, don't come near me. I am a sinner. Peter and everyone with him were completely surprised at all the fish they had caught. His partners, James and John and sons of Zebedee, were surprised too. Jesus told Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. The men pulled their boats up on the shore. Then they left everything and went with Jesus. Okay, there's the story. You ready to go? So let's unpack some things. First of all, if you're going to pack your parachute, key word is pack. If you're going to pack your parachute, the place you've got to start is with that, that P there. And so you need to start with the presence 
of Christ. Okay? Do you get where I'm going here with this word pack? That's the P word. Okay? You gotta pack your parish. You gotta put into your life this presence of the divine, this presence of God, this presence of Christ on a regular basis uh, in your life. Again, look at the text. It says, Jesus was standing on the shore of the lake, right? He was teaching the people, and they were crowding. So near to shore, he saw the boats. Jesus got into the boat (laughs) that belonged to Simon, and he asked him to row it out a little way from the shore. Now think about that for a minute. Where was Peter in the beginning of this experience? Where does he end up here? Well, he ends up in the boat. Right? You see that? Yeah. Peter is in the boat. Jesus, the crowd is pressing against him. They want to get closer. He needs some distance to be able to teach them. So he gets into a boat and he says to the guy in the boat, Simon Peter, do what? Row the boat out a little ways. That means Simon is now stuck in the boat. He rowed the boat out. He is stuck in the boat with Jesus. Everybody else has a little distance between Jesus and him, but Simon Peter is right there. He is right in the presence of the boat. He is absolutely captured now by Jesus in the presence of this boat. He has no option. He has no opportunity for anything else. He is just simply captured by being in the presence of Jesus for this time. You get it? I mean, you've been out uh, out in the boat, right? And, of course, you know, usually it's after you've had a couple, three cups of coffee in the morning, and it's mid-morning, and uh, all of a sudden you get that urge to be on shore, right? How confining is the boat in those moments? You're stuck, right? Unless you've got the coffee can that my dad always carried. I mean, you're stuck, right? You're stuck. You want to be on the shore, but you're stuck. Peter is stuck in the boat. He now has to have some quality time with Jesus. He has to be just right there in the boat. And when Jesus is teaching the people on the shore, Peter has to be engaged by the conversation that Jesus is having. Peter has no option but to experience some time of the presence of the divine. For what he's about to experience, that is exactly what he needed. For what God has in store for you in your life, the jump that He wants you to make in your life, it starts when you pack your life, when you pack your parachute, when you pack into your day the opportunity of just having that confined time with the presence of God in your life. Now, obviously, hopefully, that's what we do here on Sunday mornings. I mean, that's what we're about, right? Is, is for God to just be in the presence of this room for the time we're together. But I can tell you, that's not enough. You need more. You need, to, you need to have that time in your life on a regular basis every single day when you're just captured in the boat, when you just devote quality time to the very presence of Christ uh, in your life. Now, to show you how important this is, Think now about the lesson you read all week. You remember how it started? In case you forgot, I've got it for you. It started saying, right away, (laughs) Jesus made his disciples get in a boat and start back across the lake. But he stayed until he sent the crowds away. Then he went up on a mountain where he could be alone and 
pray. Oh, this is awesome. Where did he go? He went up a mountain. You with me? Now, what happened? Do you remember this guy back in the Old Testament? His name was Moses. And there was this experience in the people of God where Moses went up a mountain, Mount Sinai. He went up the mountain. And when he was up on the mountain, he had a conversation and was in the very presence of the living Almighty God. Jesus now is going up a mountain. Why? Because he needs to have presence with the Father. He needs to spend time present with the divine. He needs to spend time engaged with the Father. Why? Because he's getting ready to jump. Remember what he does next? He comes down off the mountain and he begins to walk on water. Pretty big jump. You see, even Jesus understood the principle of packing your parachute. He understood that we need to pack into our lives this opportunity for the presence of the divine in our lives. We need to just pack it in there so that we understand what it is God wants into our life. We can figure out what jump it is that he's putting in front of our life. But we need to pack it in there so we are fortified so we are strengthened, so we are reassured to be able to do and make the jump. Now, if you haven't figured it out by yet, uh, yet by now, you know, you saw me on the clip there today and I got my little nice little jumpsuit on. That's kind of nice, isn't it? I think I look kind of large. But anyway, uh, kind of cute. I'd rather cute, cute. I'll take cute today, okay? Well, I mean, you probably figured, you know, we jumped out of a plane, you know? You know what the hardest part was? And you'll see this at the end when we jump out. But you know what the hardest part was? It was not jumping out of the plane. I mean, they, you just roll out. That, just roll out. You know what the most difficult time was? It was the 20 minutes that you spent squeezed in this little Cessna that just kept going back and forth and making circles to get up to the altitude to be able to make the jump. Why was that the most difficult part? Because all the time you're making the path to get up the altitude to make the jump, there is this voice in the back of your mind that's saying, what are you doing? (laughs) Right? Right? And the only way to shut the voice off was to say, Lord, I'm doing this for you. Father, be with me today. Reassure me that no matter what happens, when this day is done, I'm going to be in your presence either way. That's what made it work, right? You bet. It was the 20 minutes of not resting in the anxiety, what in the world am I doing, to saying, look out, Lord, this is awesome. And either way, I got, I'm going to be in your presence today. This is a good thing, you see. It's forcing yourself to pack your parachute and say, God, you are in the midst of this moment You see, it's not just going off someplace and getting in the boat, having that alone time. It's saying the divine presence of Christ is in everything and every moment and every breath. It's saying this moment is a divine moment for Christ. Pack your parachute with that understanding that says your life, your moments, your time is about the opportunity for the presence of the divine, for Christ to do something awesome in your life and spend time with him.
and spend time with Him. Second step. You need to pack your parachute with an attitude adjustment. That's the A word. Okay? You need to pack your parachute with the attitude adjustment. Now, did you catch the attitude that Peter had when this whole thing starts uh, unfolding, right? I mean, everything's cool when they're in the boat and Jesus is teaching and everything's good. But then what happens? In verse uh, 4, it says, When Jesus had finished, finished speaking, he told Simon, Row the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Now, catch Peter's attitude in the next verse. Master, are you nuts? That's what he's saying, right? Master, are you, are you for real here? Master, we worked all night long as hard as we could. And by the way, we caught nothing. What's Peter doing? He is entering into the situation of the jump that Jesus is putting in front of his life and saying, you've got to be kidding me. Right? He's doing what we do. He is starting to make the list. He's starting to make that list. That list of all those rational reasons why we ought not do the exact thing and jump that Jesus is placing on our life. He's making the list and he's saying, Lord, look, we worked hard all night. It's not going to work. Lord, look, you got to understand, we just got done cleaning the nets. You know how it works with nets, right? They go out and they throw the net out. The net gets all dirty. Then they go spend hours cleaning all the nets because they can't throw the nets out dirty because the fish see the nets and then it doesn't work, right? So they got to clean the nets. So what is Jesus asking him to do? He's asking him to take nets that he's now spent hours cleaning while Jesus was talking to throw them back in the water and get them all dirty again, which means he's only got to do what? Spend more time cleaning the nets. You see what he's doing? Lord, are you, are you kidding me? I just got the nets clean, and now you want me to throw them back in and get them dirty? He's making the list. He's saying, after all, Lord, let us not forget, in terms of who's in the boat here, I am the professional. Right? I mean, who was the fisherman in the boat? Peter was the fisherman in the boat. Jesus was a young rabbi, did a great job of teaching minutes ago, and he's a carpenter's son after all, but Peter was the fisherman. You know how easy it is for us to do that? When God puts something in front of us, and it's, it's a jump, right? It's a jump. We've got to pack our parachute with an attitude adjustment because our first attitude is going to be to rely on ourselves and come up with all the rational reasons, and they're rational often, all the rational reasons why this can't work and why we ought not do it. If you go back to the lesson, <laughs> excuse me, that you were uh, reading this week, did you get the attitude that had captured the disciples, when Jesus was walking on the water, it, it went like this. By this time, the boat was a long way from the shore, and it was, it was going against the wind. It was being tossed around by the waves. They're not having a good time. A little while before morning, Jesus came walking on the water toward the disciples, and when they saw him, notice the attitude, they thought he was a ghost. And they were terrified, and they started screaming. What are they captured by? They're captured by the attitude of fear. 
that says, this, no, this can't be. Instead of the confidence that Christ can do this thing. If you're going to pack your parachute and make the jump that God wants you to make in your life, that Christ is putting for you, you've got you to get an attitude adjustment in your life that puts aside all of that rationality and all of that fear stuff that's going to come in. And, and it's not going to be easy. Look where Jesus is asking Peter to go and put out the nets. Did you notice that? He's asking him to go out to the deep water. Did you see that? Not the shallow stuff. He's asking him to go to the... You know how you go out into the water, right? How does that happen? You're at the beach, it's sunny, it's hot, it's wonderful, right? And, and you're going to go out into the lake, and so you go out and you get your ankles wet. Then you go a little further and you get up to your knees. Then you go a little further and you get up to your waist. Good job, guys. You just keep going, right? And then you go up to your shoulders. And then what do you do? You turn around and you run back to the shore, right? Why? Because the next big step puts you out there with the deep water, right? And that's exactly where Jesus is asking Peter to go. He's asking him to go out into the deep water. And Peter has to get an attitude adjustment. He's got to get an attitude adjustment that says, God is able to handle everything, even the deep water. Let me give you an illustration as a counselor uh, from New York City, his name is Bruce Larson, would meet with people who, who just struggled with these kinds of issues in their life. He says, for many years I worked in New York and I counseled at my office. A number of people wrestled with these big decisions. And often I would suggest that we take a walk from my office. We would go down to the RCA building on Fifth Avenue. In the entrance of that building is a gigantic statue of Atlas, a beautifully proportioned man with all his muscles straining, is holding the world on his shoulders. You got the picture? Mm -hmm. There he is, the most powerful built man in the world, and he can barely stand up under the burden of the world on his shoulders. I show that to my clients, and I say, now that is one way to live. Then I take them with me, and we continue on across the street, and on the other side of Fifth Avenue is St. Patrick's Cathedral. And there, in the cathedral, behind the altar, is a little shrine to the boy Jesus. Jesus perhaps is eight, nine years old. And with no effort, the boy Jesus is holding the world in his hand. My point to them, of course, is we have a choice. We can carry the world on our shoulders, or we can say, I give up, Lord. Here's my life. I give you my world, the whole world. Get the illustration? Deep water. Deep water says God is able to handle even the deepest and most difficult. That's what we pack in our parachute. It's the parachute. It's, it's the C word for us today. The C word is we have to pack into our parachute an attitude that is just commitment because Jesus asked for it. Okay? A commitment just because he asked. Look at the text again and look at the attitude shift that Simon Peter makes. It says, Master, Simon answered, we've worked hard all night, all long, and, and we haven't caught a thing. Okay? 
We've been there. Now look at the most crucial moment in their dialogue. He says, but if you tell me to, I will let the nets down. What is Peter doing? He is making that shift in his life that says, you know what? It's not about my rational thoughts. It's not about my fears. It's all about simply Jesus asking me to do it. And that in itself is enough. Just because you asked me to, I will do it, right? And of course he does. Verse 6, they did it, and they caught so many fish that their nets began ripping apart. Then they signal to their partners, uh, and, and they signal the partners and the other boat to come out and help them. And the men came, and together they filled the two boats so full that they both began to sink. What happened when Peter made that shift? And he packed his parachute and said, I'm going to have an attitude in my life of commitment that says, I'm going to do it just because Jesus is who Jesus is, and he's asking. Now all of a sudden, he has an abundance he never dreamed of. Do you think before this day, Peter ever had a concept that on any fishing trip, he was going to haul in so many fish that it would fill two boats and they'd be so full and so heavy with fish that they risked actually sinking? I think this tops the charts on a good fishing day, don't you? You see what happened? When he made that shift and he went ahead and did it just because it's what Jesus asked him to do, things he never imagined began to happen. The same is true if you go back to the text last week. If you go back to the text last week, you read it all week. If you look at Peter again, it says, At once Jesus said to them, Don't worry, it's I'm Jesus. Don't be afraid. We talked about that last week. Then Peter replied, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. He's saying the same thing. Jesus, if you're really enough, tell me to come. And look at Jesus' answer. Come on. Come on. Kind of, come on, come on, come on. You, you kind of hear that, do you? Hello. Yep. Come on. You see, he's just, you can do it. Come on. What are, you, what are you waiting on? Why are you hesitant? What are you waiting for? I am who I am. I hold the whole world in my hand. Just come on. Let's go. And Peter then steps out of the boat. He steps out of the boat. He keeps his eyes on Jesus and he begins walking on the water. And then he gets in trouble. But why does he get in trouble? Because he begins to look at the wind and the waves and his feet. He begins to look at himself. And he takes his eyes and his confidence off of Jesus. And he begins to sink. Jesus brings it up at the end. He lifts Peter up after he cried uh, cried out. And then notice what he said. You surely don't have much faith. Why do you doubt? You see it? Jesus is enough. We pack our parachute with that commitment that says, look, we can do this not because of who we are, but because of who Jesus is. And just because he asks, we can do it. Last piece in the parachute. Got to get P-A-C. What's the last one? K. Thank you. You're still with me, right? K. This was the hardest one coming up with a K word. But I got it. You have to have the knees of surrender. There is a K. You get it? There's a K there. Isn't that way you spell that? I don't always spell things right. I know that. I'm a weak human being. But I got that right. You start with the knees of surrender. Do you see exactly what happens in Peter's life right away? 
right away after the catch, after this huge catch, he doesn't even mess with the catch anymore. It says, when Simon Peter saw what was happening, he knelt down in front of Jesus and said, Lord, don't come near me. I am a sinner. And Peter and everyone with him was completely surprised at all the fish they had caught. And his partners, James, John, the son, said, they were surprised too. What happens? Peter gets it. He packs his parachute and he gets it. And he says on his knees, Jesus, you are all I need. All I need is to surrender my life to whatever it is you want. Because whatever you want for me is greater than anything I could ever imagine. I mean, Peter may have imagined of catching a net full of fish one day, but could he have ever imagined of putting two boatloads full? But Jesus already had it planned. Jesus already had it purposed. That's where we were last week, remember? All it took for Peter was to be on his knees and say, Lord, just because you ask. And I pack my parachute confident that you are able to do far more than I dream or imagine. And you want what's for me better than I could ever want for myself. It happened last week too. He got on his knees last week. If you caught it, it said when Jesus Peter got into the boat, the wind died down, the men in the boat worshipped Jesus and said, Oh, you really are the Son of God. They got it. You really are. He really is who he says he is. And this is the last piece then. Once you get that, once you pack the parachute, you create the opportunity for God to unfold more than you imagine. You noticed, right? How many fish did they catch? Two boats full. Two boats full. More than they imagined. Now, but here's the cool thing. The next jump takes place at the end of the text. It says at the end, Jesus told Simon... Don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. The men pulled their boats up on the shore. Then they left everything and went with Jesus. Did you see what happened right in that moment? God just put a jump in front of Peter. Did you see that? He just took Peter, who when he started that day, was a fisherman rowing a boat. And he made him an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. Do you see that? He took a fisherman who started the day as just a fisherman, and by the time it was done, he elevated him to become an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven. How's that for a promotion? You see it? Peter, by the time he was done with the day, had a parachute packed, and he was ready to make a jump. And did you notice what he walked away from? What did they just catch? Two boatloads full of fish. The biggest catch he ever had in his life. And what did he do? Why? Because Jesus just put something even greater in front of him. And he was ready to jump. Friends, pack your parachute. Spend that time with Christ. See every moment as a Christ moment. Pack your parachute and get that attitude adjustment and get confident that because Jesus really is the Son of God, He can do it. He can do it. And just be on your knees and surrender to whatever He wants because whatever He wants is greater than you could ever imagine. Let's pray. Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for the time. We just pray that as Jesus sat on a boat and taught that uh, He would teach today, that He would just take uh, all these words and make them what we need in this moment. 
in whatever it is in our lives going on, that, that it would just bring us to that place that you want us to be, that we could just jump into life confident in you, surrender to you, knowing you want more, you dream more, you are more. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please.